Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome back to Brits on Bruins, the show where two Brits talk all things Boston Bruins as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Oddman Rush, and joining me once again is, of course, Chris Gadsby. Hey, Chris. Hello. How's it going today? Yeah, not too bad. Decided to do a, a deep and thorough house clean, so... Oh. Uh, <laughs> having a break from that to record this. Well, now that the the building's all finished, getting rid of all the dust from everywhere and cobwebs out the corners of walls and things like that. So you know, just just a general making it spick and span. You know, basically, it, yeah. It's something. It's something that's got to be done every once in a while, doesn't it? It's kind of you sit there, and go, "Ah, oh, do we really have to do it this week or like whatever?" But then when you actually get it done, you feel like super proud of yourself because everything's nice and clean. <laughs> it's when it's when you get down to the level and you see the amount of dust that's like on the TV screen or on the yeah. cabinet or and you're like, mm, yeah, okay, let's get the duster out. Yeah, when you're not looking at it from like the other side of the room and you actually get really close to it and go, oh my lord, there's a yeah, lot of basically. stuff on this. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how it happens. And I mean, your new bathroom's all sorted and everything? You got that all fixed up and ready to go? Uh, pretty much. Uh, we can use it as long as we don't turn the light on at the moment. Interesting. Um, okay. Because the the light is connected to the fan, and at the moment we haven't got the vent in the roof. So if we had turned the light on, the fan would be on, and all the steam would end up in the roof and would rot the roof trusses. Ah. Uh, so right. at the moment we we'd have to shower without the light on. Um, but that's getting installed on Monday. Basically, because of COVID, amongst loads of other things, everywhere's sold out of everything, and he can't. Yeah. Our roof guy can't get the parts he needs. So and and especially since um everybody's been in lockdown and there's threats of a second lockdown coming here in the UK. Uh, everybody's all panic buying again, aren't they? Which is great. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Why did people learn from the first time? Like, you don't need to panic buy. There's plenty for everyone. But anyway, we've talked about that a million times on this podcast. <laughs> um, this isn't a COVID podcast. Uh, so, um, unfortunately for you guys, and unfortunately for us, uh, this is the last episode ever of Brits on Bruins. Yes, I know, guys. We've had a good run. It's been about a year since we started. So I can't remember the exact date that we started this. Was it in September or was it October, Chris? I can't quite remember. Uh, it would have been pretty much exactly this time last year because I think we did our first one the week before the season started. Yeah, it was something along those lines, wasn't it? Because it was sort of September, we were talking to the guys on the network to to figure out like the contracts and everything and what kind of content we're going to do and how it was all going to be set up. So a year on, our final episode, which, you know... It it sucks in a sense because we've had we've had a good fun doing this podcast. Obviously, we've followed the Boston Bruins the entire season, had a great run they did during the regular season. Not so much in the playoffs, but they they lost to a team that's one win away from the Stanley Cup final at the time of this recording. It's a uh, Saturday, the twenty sixth of September. For those of you that are unaware, because I don't think I said it at the beginning this time. Um, but yeah, so it's a really interesting scenario for us in the sense that okay. We're going to have our Saturdays and Sundays where we don't have to worry about recording a Boston Bruins podcast, which in one way it's like, okay, you can relax a little bit. You know, you don't have to worry about like getting a, getting some content done. But at the same time, I think we've got ourselves quite busy with this new European podcast. So I, I, I think we've we've managed to find something else to equally balance it during the week. Wouldn't you say so, Chris? Yeah, we've definitely, I find it easier to be honest in the week because I'm still in work mode when we record them. 
since we were, we record them on it on a Tuesday afternoon after I've finished work that day. Whereas at the weekend, I've then got to G myself up to do some work. So it's uh, definitely easier to do the one in the week. And uh, we've got plenty to talk about on uh, the Euro Book podcast now that, what, seven leagues have started? So Yeah, something like that. I mean, I think we ran through about, I think we ran through five leagues last week and then had two upcoming weeks uh, leagues. So yeah, I think it's about seven. So once again, we're going to plug our other show. It is on the Hockey Podcast Network, so you can get it available where you listen to either this show or some of the other team shows on the network. Uh, the Europuck Podcast, go and listen to us over there. We've uh, uploaded five episodes now at the time of this recording. Um, so there's plenty of European hockey to talk about. Obviously, the NHL after this week is going to be done with its Stanley Cup finals. There's not going to be much NHL hockey or North American hockey to talk about for the next few months. It's kind of like we're going into a second pause after the regular season. We're having like the proper off season now, which kind of sucks because we've already had like a really long off season between the regular season and the playing rounds. But you know, it is what it is. The current situation is what it is. But um, yeah, so if you want to learn about all things European hockey, come and check us out on the Europuck podcast. We will be more than happy to help guide you through the European hockey circuit and everything it has to offer. So um, the minefield of the European hockey circuit where you get three points for a win. Yeah, and some of them you do, some of them you don't. There's some promotion, some relegation. We'll help you navigate it all, uh, or Chris will, and I'll just sit there and nod my head and say, yes, that's right, Chris, well done. <laughs> because I, I don't know either, and he tells me. So, um, yeah, I mean, the good thing is, though, guys, Brits on Bruins might be ending, but we do have a new co-host or a new host lined up for the uh, Boston Bruins um, podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, her name's Renee. She's a really chill person. Like, we really like her. We wanted to make sure we found someone that was a, a diehard fan of the Boston Bruins. Because as Chris and I have mentioned at some points throughout the season, we, we've not necessarily been the biggest diehard Boston Bruins fan. So I feel like there's an element of that that that's missing in this podcast and some diehard Bruins fans might be missing. So what we've decided to do is we wanted to find somebody, uh, Renee, she's a really, I think she um, she said she lives in Ohio at the moment. She's a real diehard Boston Bruins fan. I think she's going to be having her dad as well, who's a diehard Boston Bruins fan, obviously saw the team during the, the big bad Bruins era. So um, we're, we're going to leave you in safe hands, folks. Don't you worry. So um, I'm just going to put in the clip that Renee sent us to kind of introduce herself. So uh, Chris and I will move over for, for one second and I'll just put in the clip here so you can get to know Renee a little bit before we carry on and finish off the show. Hi, I'm Renee. I currently live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I first got into liking the Bruins literally when I was born. My dad was a big Bruin fan. I still have my Boston Bruins bib and my baby bottle. And obviously they have stuck with me during my entire 25 years of life. I now have a one-year-old son and it brings me a lot of joy knowing that he watches hockey on TV, but he doesn't watch football with my fiance. I'm super excited to start up the podcast. I know it has been good hands and I have big shoes to fill but my dad and I are going to do it simply because of our love for the Bruins and I'm excited to get to know Bruin fans and talk about players and the games and everything that comes with hockey because I am obsessed with it I grew up with it and you know I'm just a big fan and I'm excited to see what a uh, season two of the Bruins podcast has in store. Okay, so yes, that was our new host of the Boston Bruins show, Renee. Uh, go and give her plenty of love. Go and make sure you uh, listen to the show when she takes over. She's taking over pretty much next week, as far as I'm aware. So the the second we come off, she goes on. So fair play to her. Um, and yeah, so Chris, let's finish off this 
this run, let's finish off this ride of the Boston Bruins with one final piece of news that we can talk about to do with the end of season, end of year awards. Obviously, we had all the Norris and the, the Calder Trophy and, and the Ted Lindsay and all that stuff released over these last this last week or so. Um, the Boston Bruins didn't win any of those awards, but they did gain some other honours. So I, I want to take you through the ones that were received. And Chris, I want to get your thoughts. So David Pasternak being named a first-team All-Star for the first time in his career. So obviously Bruce Cassidy won the Jack Adams. We talked about that last week. Um, David Pasternak was named a first-team NHL All-Star for the first time, making him just the second right winger in team history to earn the honour after Ken Hodge, who got it during the 70s. So it's been a while for the Boston Bruins, about half, well, half a century, to be honest. Um, and Brad Marchand and Tuka Rask were named to the second-team All-Star squad. So three Boston Bruins made the top two All-Star teams. That's a pretty impressive feat. Uh, obviously, Parsnack, with how well he played, tied for the league-leading goals. You were expecting him to be up there. And Brad Marchand and Tukarask both had very strong seasons. Tukarask, obviously, in the running for the Vesna Trophy. Chris, what are your thoughts about those three players being given those honours? Yeah, I mean, I think Parsnack being in the first team. I mean, if you're going to be joint Rocket Richard winner and not get into the first team, uh, NHL All-Star first team, then something's gone awry somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think he was kind of always going to get into the team, particularly, as I said, with having the, the Rocket Richard trophy um, with with 48 goals as well. Uh, Rask, I think being second in the second team, that makes sense as well because he came second in the Vesna. Um, so again, that kind of makes sense. You can't really kind of put him in the first team because you would think that if he was in the first team and therefore the best netminder, then yeah. he would have won the Vesna. So that, again, that makes sense for him to be in the second team. Um, Marchand being in there as well, yeah, again, makes sense. I think we sometimes forget that although he had such a brilliant season for the Bruins, there are other players in other teams. Like the, the, I don't think there can be much argument that the Bruins probably had the best top line in the league. Um, but we can't just fill the first NHL All-Star team with just the Bruins' top line. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that wouldn't really work so well. Um, so I, I think having those, um, the three in there does um, does make sense in there. Um, no, um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, nothing for um, Bergeron either in terms of the All-Star teams. Nope. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think past that, there's no real surprise in that. And I don't think the other two either, um, really. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they can, uh, do well next season and, uh, when, when Renee's talking about them, but I think, uh, yeah, ov overall, I think probably wise choices and in the right places. Yeah, I think deserving, I think, is the word I would use for all three players for the positions that they were in. Obviously, like you mentioned, Patrice Bergeron, he didn't get a place on the first or second team, all-star team. Um, he did uh, finish second in Selkie uh, voting for the top defensive forward, which you know he's always going to be at the top there. He's still on his game, even though he's getting on a little bit in, in his age, but... Patrice Bergeron, he's won more Selkie trophies than pretty much anybody in the National Hockey League. So you know he's going to be up there as long as he's still playing. And obviously, I would imagine these first and second team All-Stars, it's all about the numbers and the stats that they put up primarily, isn't it? I mean, Parsnack gets up because he wins the, he wins the tied Rocket Richard trophy. Um, Brad Marchand had, had a very good season. But Bergeron was always the player that had the lowest point totals on that line. So it's kind of like, okay, they can find a better player from a different team or a more productive player from a different team. 
for want of a better term, to uh, go and slot on one of those uh, lines. I mean, Patrice Bergeron, he's got a Stanley Cup. He's won a ton of Selkie trophies. I don't think he's going to be too upset about it. I wouldn't worry too much. Um, and also what's quite interesting is Brad Marchand came ninth place in Selkie trophy voting. So two Boston Bruins, two of the first line Boston Bruins got top 10 votes or were top 10 in voting for the best defensive forward, which Brad Marchand, he's been a very productive player throughout his career, but nobody really thinks of him as a defensively minded forward or a, or a more 200 foot player. So obviously his time with Bruce Cassidy, he's really bought into the system. He knows that he's got that extra element to his game. So congratulations to him also getting the, the ninth place in voting for that. I think that's a, that's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool achievement he also finished ninth place in the Hart memorial tr uh, trophy voting he got three fourth place votes and three fifth place votes so you know it's not too bad brad marchand obviously being recognized by some people for the uh for the performance that he had i think let's be honest here though there were far more deserving candidates of both of those awards both the selkie and the Hart, than brad marchand he played very well this season don't get me wrong but just because you play well in a season doesn't mean you deserve all the trophies uh, you look at the people that are sitting there with the trophies this season. They had dominant years. Connor Hellebuck, for example, Vesna Trophy winner. He like he carried the Winnipeg Jets roster on his back the entire year and actually got them to the playoffs with a team that lost half their defensive core over one offseason. It was absolutely incredible. Um, but the last thing I want to mention in terms of the voting before we just kind of round up, you know, Chris, kind of our experience with the uh, Brits on Bruins show. Um, Charlie McAvoy got some votes for the... Norris Trophy for best defensive forward. He actually received, um, well, they had uh, the Boston Bruins had three players that received votes for the Norris Trophy. Charlie McAvoy secured his first career top 10 finish in Norris Trophy voting. He was placed 10th with one third place vote, one fourth place vote, and sixth, fifth place votes. So to a lot of people, to six people that vote for the trophy winners, six of them thought that Charlie McAvoy was the fifth best defenseman in the NHL this season. That's some pretty high praise, right, Chris? Yeah, um, it is, and I think it just shows how how McAvoy is growing, um, mm. re really, as as a player. I mean, he's st you've got to remember that he still is only twenty two, mm. um, so you know he's 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 still growing as a player. And I mean, he's he's always been kind of strong. I mean, he's so this uh, is NHL career. He's I mean, he's averaging a point every other game for his NHL career. Yeah. Um. So you know he he will grow. I think he, obviously he will continue to grow into a really strong player, um, being either for the for the Bruins or elsewhere or wherever his career takes him. But um, I think we'll be able to see in in years to come uh, quite a few more top ten finishes for for Charlie McAvoy. Oh, for sure, definitely. I I think all he has to do is kind of pick up that offensive side of his game, become closer to a point-per-game kind of guy. I think defensively, him being with Zdeno Chara has really helped him refine the defensive side of the game. And he's become a legitimate top two, top four defenseman in the NHL at 22 years old. And I mean, he's obviously had a couple of seasons under his belt already. We talk about Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes as the Calder Trophy frontrunners. Obviously, McCarr won the Calder Trophy this year for Rookie of the Year. But those guys just came into the league recently and they're 22, 23 years old, you know. So you've got... It's either 21, 22 or 22, 23. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. But Charlie McAvoy is 22 and he's already had a couple of years on the Boston Bruins roster. He's already become a key member for them on the blue line. And if things keep going the way that they do and he's happy in Boston, I would imagine he is because he is a local lad, I believe. And he's a solid player for the team. You could see him wearing the black and gold for many, many, many years to come. So it would not surprise me at all um, if uh, Charlie McAvoy 
does win the Norris at some point in his career. It might be one of those situations where he just has to dominate one year and it's kind of like a career year for him. But you know, if you win the Norris, you can't really complain. And um, the other two guys to receive votes were Zdeno Chara and Tori Krug. They both received one fifth place vote, vote to take uh, uh, f- uh, 19th um, in the voting. So not very high up, but you know, Zdeno Chara, solid defenseman getting on a bit. Tori Krug, not particularly known for his defense, but still he gets a vote as one of the best defensemen. So not too bad then. So that's pretty much everything that the Boston Bruins have really uh, announced or talked about since last episode we recorded. Chris, let, let's have, let's take some time to reminisce, buddy, you know? Like, it's been a, an entire year, an entire calendar year. When you think of where we started doing two episodes a week when we started on the Hockey Podcast Network and all of the crazy things that have happened since then, both on the ice and certainly off the ice, when when you think, when you're going to look back on this experience with Brits on Bruins and, and doing the Boston Bruins coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network, what are some of the things that you're going to think about? Uh, uh, are you thinking about when we first started out? Obviously, we had that big patch in between the regular season and the playing round where we kind of had to find interesting things to talk about to keep the show going for a little while. What 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 are the, like your fondest memories of being on Brits on Bruins, Chris? Um, yeah, I think starting out, it, it, it started out really strong. So we were suddenly doing two podcasts a week. Yeah. Um, on a on a Tuesday and a Sunday, and we were. Still at that time, before I moved house, doing another podcast um, for ourselves on a Monday as well. So I, I discovered very quickly that I was probably saying more words to you in a week than I was my own family. <laughs> um, I think I was talking to you more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, whilst I was, uh, whilst we did, uh, was early doors there. Um, and then I abandoned you for a, for a few weeks while I moved house and the internet wasn't set up yet. Yep. <laughs> And so I'm, I'm sure you absolutely loved me for that. Oh, loved it. Um, yeah. Well, fa- thanks, Chris. <laughs> I remember um, January time or, or something like that, recording uh, an episode um, in my car in oh, a car yeah. park. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, that. <laughs> because I was in, in between sporting fixtures, so I I recorded in my car in the car park, and then it started raining. So if you listen back to that episode, <laughs> you can just hear rain hitting my windscreen all the time um, through one of the episodes. Um, and then we just kind of found interesting things to when we could when we had to stop saying, "Oh look, we've won again," and Parsonak scored again, and Marshawn's assist again, and all the rest of it. <laughs> when we had to kind of stop doing that, and we delve more into the into the history of the Bruins, I found that uh, obviously all, all really interesting. Um, sadly, obviously the the uh, the playoffs didn't go as we'd as we'd have wanted, but uh, and then once we we kicked off on on doing the Euro Put podcast. So carrying on with the Bruins, but uh, looking to kind of offhand that to, to somebody else. And we found someone uh, very capable in Renee. Yes, um, definitely. But yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good season. We've we've enjoyed it. Um it's much more interesting than doing somebody who's just kind of middle of the road, I think. Yeah. Um, for I've sure. enjoyed I've enjoyed being out front. Mm. Um, it reminds me of when we did Fantasy League the year before, um, <laughs> and I was just out front for the whole time. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been a fun year. Um, Euro Puck podcast is 
in my view, it's it's kind of more up my street because a well, we're Europeans, as you can tell by our accents. Really, uh, we're, we're British, <laughs> just despite the number of people that think that you're putting a fake accent on oh, in your no. videos. Tell me about it. Yeah, I, I, I just put this accent on whenever I decide to make a video. Yeah, it's absolutely that. Yeah, it's, it's not you're, that. You're it's American my normal you're talking putting, voice. Yeah. yeah, you're American and you're putting a fake accent on or something. Definitely, there's yeah. a number of things that your people say. Um, but there, there's so many leagues to talk about that uh, we don't struggle to to fill kind of an hour and a half talking about Europuck. Oh yeah. Whereas when the Bruins only had kind of one game in a week or it was the bye week around All-Star weekend, it was it was a bit difficult at times. Mm, yeah, it, it was. But like, I, I feel like it's crazy that a year has gone by. I, I think it's the, the biggest thing I've taken from this. The fact that it became so ingrained in like my weekly routine because obviously I, yeah. I, I record videos uh, for YouTube. Like uh, Wednesday, I usually record and Thursday I edit. Then Saturday, I usually record and Sunday I edit. Usually like while I'm editing on the Sunday, it's like, okay, right, I need to take a break from my editing because I need to record the podcast with Chris now. Now that's going to be gone from my routine. It's, it's going to take a few weeks to adjust for me, I think. I'm going to be like, I'm going to wake up like early on a Sunday, like, oh, I need to record a, co- a podcast with, with Chris. I need to record a podcast. But then it's like, I'll text you like, you ready? And you'll be like, why? Like, <laughs> like I don't need you, to be you ready. You won't see what Sunday mornings are anymore. No, it, it, exactly. I'll just be like, oh my God. Like, cause I, usually Sundays is the day I wake up the earliest. Cause I know I have the most editing to do for my video. And I also have um, the podcast to do with you and edit that and send that off to, to the guys on the network. So, and, and it's funny that you mentioned like all of the things like you having to, to move house and you recording in like your car that one time. I, like as we go through the weeks, you forget about those little things. And it's, it's not until like you sit here and look back on like the year that you've had and you go, oh yeah, we had some like really interesting instances. Like th- there were times where we started off like doing it via Skype calling and then the internet just didn't work. So we did it by like phoning each other on our actual phones, which nobody seems to do anymore in the year 2020. Um, <laughs> and then like you, you like sitting in your car being like, oh, I've got like 45 minutes between this and this. Then I've got to go. So, yeah. okay, okay, I'll set up quickly. Let's record. I had 45 <laughs> minutes. I had the, there was the first game got to, got to full time. I literally packed my stuff up, walked to my car, went right I'm ready to go we recorded I went back into my kind of office stroke commentary box and sent you the podcast before the next game started and I had to (laughs) eat lunch in that time I was just like okay yeah yeah, this is interesting but that that, I remember that that was kind of one of my most uh, most interesting ones really I was like yeah I'm definitely committed to this because I sat in my car in the pouring rain (laughs) yeah and it's one of those things that like those are the things you remember the most like we're not going to remember the times where it's like week 32 or like week seven and Boston are on a five game winning streak and they've passed Naka scored a billion goals. Like it's kind of like the funny behind the scenes stories that the people listening don't usually get to get an yeah. insight into. I just remember the times where it's like, oh yeah, Chris is moving house and his internet still sucks, doesn't it? So it's like, okay, I need to sit there and find a way to just like ramble for 30 minutes for the next yeah. three or four weeks. I'm just sat there like, Bruins fans, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Because usually I, I love the fact that, and I, I think the, way, the reason our podcast works quite well is the fact that we both bring a different kind of insight to something. We, we usually agree on a lot of the things that we say and the things that we, the arguments that we present, which a lot of people that do podcasts might be like, oh, that's probably not the best way to do it because then it's not as interesting as two people that disagree all the time. But at the same time, it's like your experience with hockey and my experience with hockey and your knowledge with hockey and my knowledge of hockey. We always find different things to present to make the the discussion that we're talking about more complete. And that's what I've really enjoyed about this. And when it was just me talking or like there was an episode or two, I think that just you had to do. It's like, uh, you know, you sit there and go, okay, like you, you, you struggle to find that 
because obviously we bounce uh, we bounce off each other quite well in the in the ways that we talk and the way that we discuss things. It, it's it's really difficult to not have that person there for one week to be like, oh okay, like I, I'm on my own on this, and like yeah, I record videos all the time, but like I write the scripts, I do all the research, I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. When I sit there and do my own episode of Brits on Bruins, I'm like, okay, I, I can talk about stuff, but it's just not quite the same, is it, Chris? No, and the videos that you record aren't half an hour long of constant talking. Exactly. Um, so there's, there's so there's that as well. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, we bring very different things to uh, the podcast, as we've seen with Europuck as well. So I'm very much kind of not so, kind of so much an insider, but being kind of in the industry. Um, so yeah. I, I very much often get kind of an industry side of things and as uh, regular listeners will know very much kind of I'm the stats man yes um, I, I, I like myself uh, uh, a good old stat um, whereas Hayden kind of brings more of a kind of uh, like a fan type view into mm. it and kind of more of the kind of the general knowledge whereas I then dive in and, and find out kind of efficiency ratings and, and yeah. things like that um, and in terms of the Euro puck, how to pronounce some strange Danish name. Yes, that's very <laughs> helpful. It's very helpful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, Brits on Bruins, it, it, it was enjoyable. Um, the Euro puck podcast it, it is, is as enjoyable. Um, I think we're doing the right thing, really, because Renee is going to know. Whereas I certainly don't have a Bruins um, baby grow stroke water bottle thing <laughs> from when I was little around. Yeah. Um, and I think that just that just shows uh, that uh, the Bruins fans on the network, you're going to get uh, really much more kind of local and uh, diehard Bruins fan than, than we are. But then similarly, of course, the, uh, the European hockey fans, which we've been getting a lot of... Uh, of comments from people around Europe, Ukraine and Latvia and Finland and, and all the rest of it. Um, we're bringing all the European stuff to the network as well. So uh, you've now got Europeans talking about Europe hockey and a Bruins fan talking about Bruins hockey. So it kind of works out, really. Yeah, I mean, when you put it like that, it just sounds so easy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, really. Yeah, it seems very logical, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we kind of we approached the guys that run the network and we were like, look, we've had a great run. Uh, talking about the Boston Bruins. Obviously, the fact that the team has been so successful has meant that it's given us quite a lot to talk about. Yeah, there were some weeks where it's kind of like, oh, they won again, they scored another goal, they took a rass, stood on his head again, what a surprise. But at the same time, we always had like positives and negatives to take from a performance that the Boston Bruins had. Always positives in like, oh, this play is still hot as they have been for the last week and they've been racking up the points or playing really well. And even when like they'd win games, we'd be like, ah, but their specialty teams haven't been too good here. And we could get like that good sense of the overall picture. But now that we're kind of shifting away from it, I, I think when Renee joins the podcast and when she kicks off her podcast on the network with the Boston Bruins, um, I'm not 100% sure on the name that she's got going yet. She hasn't let us into it. I think it's a bit of a secret. She's going to reveal it herself. So why not? Yeah, it can't, it can't really be Brits on Bruins, can it? No, I, I mean, <laughs> considering she's from America, yeah, it wouldn't quite work. Yeah, it won't really work. I, I think a few people would be thrown off by the accent, like straight away. They'd be like, hang <laughs> on a minute. Are you putting on a fake American accent? Are you doing a reverse <laughs> odd man rush? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's like... Renee, she, uh, as you saw, as you heard in the clip, she's followed the Bruins pretty much her entire life, you know, and she's got a dad that's diehard Bruins fan. So they're going to bring that extra element that I think Chris and I don't have as kind of more general hockey fans or we're uh, our first team is kind of a different team within the NHL or elsewhere in the hockey world. And similarly, like Chris mentioned, you know, we're two Europeans that follow European hockey pretty well. And 
we, we, we haven't followed it beforehand as much as we are now with the Europuck podcast, but I think we've both wanted to at some point, or we both really want to kind of take a deeper dive into European hockey and doing our new European hockey podcast has given us the opportunity to do so, to be like, oh, by the way, there's all of these different leagues that you can keep an eye on, and we're going to give you all the interesting stories and all the stats and all the standings and all the news and everything like that. So, yeah, essentially with this podcast... All good things must come to an end, right, folks? It's just kind of, we're at that point where we've had a good run with this podcast. We hope you guys have enjoyed every single episode that we've put up. If You may have enjoyed some of them. You may not have enjoyed others. I mean, it's been very much a learning experience for both myself and Chris. We've definitely taken things that we've done with Brits on Bruins and kind of the positives and the negatives and the things that we did well and the things that we think we could work on. We've definitely taken that experience to Europuck. And I think the fact that we've kind of fine-tuned a few bits and we've kept some of the things going has meant that we've really kicked off on the right foot with our new podcast so we're, we're in a position where we're getting a lot of we're being much more active on social media which i admittedly i wasn't very good at with brits on bruins we're uh, making sure we take audience questions more often than we did with brits on bruins and you know just just making sure we kind of make make you, the listeners and you guys that take the time to listen every week more involved in the process I feel like that that's something we've done very well since starting Europuck, and I, I think our regular listeners do appreciate that. So, so thanks to you guys listening to us, we've helped make our next show better. Which, of course, if you're not interested in the other show, that kind of might be a little bit annoying for you guys that are more diehard Bruins fans. But at the same time, go and give us a chance. You know, you know what we're like. You know how we discuss things. So go and check out the Europuck podcast. But um. Yeah, is there anything else you want to kind of finish off with, Chris? Because I, I feel like we've said everything we need to say, really. Yeah, just thanks for being with us for the year, really. Um, it's uh, been good fun. We've learnt more about the Bruins um, as time has gone on. And uh, now we can go back to being uh, Rangers and Leafs fans. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's kind of we've been like honorary Bruins fans for the season, which, I mean, considering the two of us are fans of other original six franchises, <laughs> we might have a few Bruins fans be like, wait, what? You're Rangers and Leafs fans? You didn't tell us all this time? See, like, it's, it's the masterful f- disguise, folks, you know? We're, I, think we're we, I think we did mention it a few times, though. Yeah, but... I, I think we mentioned it a couple of times throughout the year, but at the end of the day, like, it wasn't really necessary, you know, because we, no. we always looked at it. We, I, I like to think we always looked at whenever Boston won or lost a game with a pretty even head which some diehard Bruins fans might not like because it's like, no, but we want to know like why why it's everybody else's fault, you know? <laughs> but, you know, all good things must come to an end. We've Chris and I have had an absolute blast doing this show, so we really want to say thank you so much, guys, for, for listening, whether you joined halfway through the season, whether you've been listening to us since the very beginning. We really do appreciate all of you listening to us. We do honestly hope that you go and check out the Europuck podcast. I know we've mentioned it and we've plugged it so much this episode, but... We know that if you guys enjoy European hockey, obviously a lot of NHL players and NHL prospects are moving overseas uh, to start this season because we don't know where the NHL season's going to turn up. So if you could come and check us out, it, only if you've enjoyed the coverage that we give, if you like the way that we present it and you guys are like, actually, I'd like to listen to these guys talk more. We talk even longer and about even more things on the Europack podcast. So if, you, if you've always been sitting there thinking, oh, like, I really enjoy the show, but I wish I heard them more, then don't worry, folks, we've got it all set up for you. But um, yeah, on that note, I think it's time to end this episode and this show of Brits on Bruins. So thank you everyone so, so much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this show, every show, the first show, all of them in between. Um, I would usually say if you want to keep updated on all things Brits on Bruins, but there's not Don't. really any need to anymore. No. So um, 
what I would say is definitely uh, the week after this goes out, go and check out Renee's show for the Boston Bruins. Um, go and give her some love. Go and give her some appreciation, the fact that she's taking it on. Go and let her know that we sent you. Um, we, she, you're very much in good hands. But um, yeah, we'll let Renee take things from here. So thanks again for listening, guys. And we'll see you again next time. Have a good one, folks.